Y Sports fans, it's that time again. We've got a special today on the Wally Wonder segment. That's right. We're here with uh, one of the greats of the greats, and uh, it's really, really something I think that's going to be historically based that all of our basketball fans around the world broadcasting on SoundCloud, of course, in Europe, 16-plus countries, and, and, of course, our listeners here, dedicated listeners here in the States, of course, and this is Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports, voice of the legends of sports. That's right. And when legends speak, people listen. That's right. And we're the number one show, podcast and radio, uh, streaming around the world, and we're so happy to be the voice of the National Basketball Retired Players Association, and this is ironically because our association is uh, is so happy, or this show is so happy to have one of the founding members of it. It's very interesting, and this is uh, what you call a uh, a, uh, a, uh, a very rare moment that you're able to get uh, the caliber of legend that we bring on that really make a difference, not just in the game, but for the players themselves. All right, because the people we bring on, all of us who played overseas and ABA or wherever, do remember and look back to history of the game. Before we get started, though, great shout out to our military men and women around the world. Lord have mercy. Thank you for what you're doing for us here. And it's not an easy job. Our veterans and wounded warriors, that's right. We're the voice of the legends of sports for our military and our veterans around the country. We've been doing this for 30 years plus now, Wally, and it's something else to be behold. Uh, We've come a long ways in making sure that uh, we make, uh, we we do our champion for champions initiative, champions of our nation for the champions of sports, or champion of sports for the champions of our nations might be a better way to put it. But listen, we got some news you can use, that's right. We're going to go into the history. We're going to go into the, 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 the thing that our young people need to know. Because a lot of our kids who play this game, the great game of basketball, ain't got a clue what the history is. You know, so you must have it from those that help make the game. And we're so proud to be the uh, voice that can bring that to you, the number one sports talk show for legends again on radio and we got one of the greats of the greats on the wonder show today I mean he uh, he personified a a, 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 uh, a a nickname that all the young cats all over the the, the, the basketball world particularly the East Coast from the Rucker to the uh, to the Baker League to where I played Urban Coalition everybody remembers shake and bake this guy had something going on, boy, that, was, that became a template for all the young cats to get a part of. And his name is Archie Clark, and we're so happy to be uh, uh, the facilitator of a great, great uh, uh, book that's coming out for, 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 for us all over the world to read, and uh, it's going to be something special. Wally's been reading it, of course. You know, I got I to gotta wait. And and let Max read read it to me while I got the Ray Charles thing happening. So you know, yeah, man. All that person, thank you so much. And we want to really appreciate. Thanks a lot to our good friend. We we hollered out to Spencer. I stalked to Spencer briefly. Uh, shouted out to him and Bob Beeman out in Vegas. Uh, Wally, you know, trying to get some things ready for for him. And 
let's get started right now because this is strictly something that uh, is right down the swim lane because we give it to you the news that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That goes into the to, to, to the uh, the basis of it, and you know it, it, it turns into a serendipity moment when we get people like Archie to be able to come in and talk out of his uh, his time. Let's get it on right now, Wally. Max, this is uh, this guy's something else, babe. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I, I used to laugh my butt at the way he used to shake cats with them hips. But look, here we go, uh, Wally. You go All right, Coach. Go ahead on, baby. Coach, uh, I want to thank you. First off, uh, this is I want to make them realize uh, on our Armed Forces Network, I heart, that uh, Archie Clark is a uh, former member of the Armed Services. I think it was the Army. Is that correct, Archie? Uh, yeah, I was in the Army from, from 1959 to 1962. Yes, I was a soldier. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Join the crew, Archie. I was there too, baby. I was in there with Donnell Hillman. He was there in the Army uh, uh, when we got uh, actually drafted after the Olympics. Sam Jones, you got uh, got so many cats. JoJo, uh, dear God bless him, was in it. So, you know, that, that did a lot for us, man. I'm going to tell you, I know it did, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when well, it continues on, I'm, I've been so excited about it because uh, Chip Walker was an author uh, some time ago. He got me involved with Jim Marsh and I and co-authored a book, Black Champions Challenge American Sports. I could not do Jabbar. And often I'm just so glad that Archie is coming to the realm of really explaining uh, what happened in the NBA. And it's called The Life and Times of NBA Great Archie Clark, Bob Kushka with Archie Clark. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that on there. What is the publishing company, Archie? Uh, it's published out of Nebraska. Oh, okay. Publishing. Okay, one of the things I wanted to get to is to have you talk. Uh, we have guests on here, not for me to talk, it's about your beginnings, where you grew up, where you went to high school, college, and then pro, and let us know why you really uh, authored this book. Okay, Arch? Sure. You know, um, I, uh, uh, actually, I was born in Conway, Arkansas, and my mom and dad, it was four of us at that time. They moved to, to uh, uh, a little suburb right outside Detroit. Actually, it, it should have been part of Detroit. It's the southwest part of Detroit. One one street separated us. And my dad and mom, we had, had ended up having 12 kids, so I come from a large family. Anyway, uh, I grew up and went to school in E-Course, E-Course Michigan. And uh, when I turned 18, at that particular time, there was a recession in, in the Detroit area. And so uh, a friend of mine said to me, Archie, hey, well, why don't we go in, in the Army, you know, as a buddy plan? So he and I went down to the recruiting office and took the test and ended up, he didn't pass the test. And so I ended up going into the Army by myself. And that was 1959, after I graduated from high school uh, in, in June. In September of that year, I went to the Army. So I was in the Army for three years, and 
actually, that's when I really kind of got my break in terms of moving into the area of playing basketball. Um, I was my last year. I was stationed in Suitland, Maryland, right outside of Washington D.C. And we had a, I was stationed at a little missile outfit, and we had an intramural program at Andrews Air Force Base. Yeah. And coach of the base team saw me playing intramural basketball and asked me to come out for the base team. And <laughs> the guy who I was working for, the captain that I was working for, he ended up cutting orders that allowed me to play basketball for the Air Force, even though I was in the Army. Oh, and the coach of that particular team, he was alumni of the University of Minnesota, and he recommended uh, to the coach of Minnesota um, that maybe they ought to take a look at me uh, coming up to Minnesota. And at that particular time, Minnesota didn't have any black basketball players. And that wow. particular year, 1962, uh, they, they recruited two of, of, of the, the country's best basketball players from their particular state. One was named Don Yates. He was from Pennsylvania. He was the number one player out of Pennsylvania. And then Lou Hudson was the number one player out of North Carolina. So the three of us were the first three blacks to play basketball for the University of Minnesota. Wow. That, that started in 1962, although... Our freshman year, we couldn't play. At that particular time, the freshmen could not play organized basketball, so all we did was practice. But we had practice sessions with the varsity at that time, and we were we were beating them in, in scrimmages. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the three of us, uh, uh, when we got to the varsity, uh, we changed pretty much the culture of that uh or that that career, that organization up at, at the University of Minnesota. Not only that, uh, I, I I really wasn't that interested in basketball at that time uh, as a career. I really wanted to be a baseball player, and <clears throat> so I went off the baseball team up there, and I was the first black player at the University of Minnesota playing baseball. Wow. And we we ended up we ended up winning the championship in 1964, and I was the starting center fielder for that team. Wow. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but my last uh, uh, on my senior year, and I actually was actually my junior year, uh, the last game of our season, our basketball season, uh, the system coach came. And, and uh, we were playing Wisconsin. And the assistant coach came to my room, and uh, Don Yates and I was, was living together. And he, he said to us, he said, you guys, don't you guys realize that you guys can play uh, professional basketball? Now, Don already, <laughs> he figured himself playing anyway because that was his love. Yeah. But for me, I really was, was thinking in terms of being a baseball player. But anyway, he said to us, he said, look, you guys, I'm not going to be here next year. He said, and the way this this team is structured and the way it's being played uh, with, with a high post and, and the center right in the middle of, of, of the, the free throw line, it really cuts off your, your, you guys' ability to, 
to, to break down your man and get to the basket. You know, he said, so this is not really created for you guys. But you guys, I don't think you guys are working hard enough. That was the first time that even came to my mind the possibility of playing basketball for a living. Wow. Anyway, I, uh, after my, my senior year, Lou Hudson, who, who the team was pretty much centered around, he broke his wrist um, on, a, on a play, on a, on a fast break play that the guy ran up under him, and he came down and broke his wrist. And at that particular time, you know, I was the quarterback of the team, and of course, I knew how to score, and but I was always kind of pretty much defer. And when Lou broke his wrist, um, I took over the scoring truck uh, uh, tour. And my senior year, I averaged 25 points in the, in the Big Ten and 24 points for the season overall. And I still hadn't really thought too much about playing basketball. I'm still looking at the baseball. And when the draft came that particular year, um, the Lakers drafted me. And uh, I ended up signing a contract with the Lakers, uh, went out to L.A., made the team, and uh, in a sense, that's history. Because my first year, um, uh, I was pretty much like the 12th man on the team based on the, 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 the kind of team they had. They had three great guards. They had uh, Jerry West, they had Walt Hazard, and Gail Goodrich. And so I was like the fourth guard in a sense because Walt was a good quarterback and Gail and he both had played for UCLA. So they were really, you know, the of the town's favorite. But I was starting in December. I I jumped over both of them and started in December. And then the next year I became an all-star. And in 1968, uh, we had a pretty good team, but we lost in the championship to, to the Boston Celtics, and Russell pretty much dominated us uh, in the last uh, three games that we played that year. And so the owner of the team, his name was Jack Kent Cook. He, he really wanted a championship in, in L.A. The Minneapolis Lakers uh, had won some championships in Minneapolis, and when the team was moved to L.A., they they never had won a championship, and this was in 1968. They had not won the championship, and the team was moved there in 1962. So this owner really wanted a, a championship. So after we lost to Boston, and Boston dominated us, especially Russell, uh, the owner of the team told me that he was going to trade me, and he was going to trade me either to... Boston up to Philadelphia. Well, he, he really was talking about Philadelphia, but he just put Boston in there just to keep me from actually knowing what was going on. Anyway, he wanted to, to put together a team where he could <laughs> could uh, have a guy that could go up against Russell. And that, of course, uh, that was Chamberlain. So I was traded to Philadelphia. And that's when Wally and I had a chance to, to meet each other. And... Uh, Philadelphia had a, a, a great team, even without Will. They had an excellent team. They had Walt, Wally, they had Wally, and then they had Hal Greer. They had Chet Walker. They had Billy Cunningham, Luke Jackson, which was, was the, the basis of, of the team. 
And, um, of course, Waller was the quarterback, and, and, and Al was, was, was the, the off guard who was score. Well, I could do both both jobs in that regard. I could play quarterback as well as I could score. So I came off the bench, and I tried to compliment each, each one of those guys each time I played with them. And we had a good team, you know. And so I played for Philadelphia for, for three years. Then uh, I, I was traded down to, uh, to Baltimore. But before I got traded down to Baltimore, uh, uh, Sonny Hill, just to let you know where I got my, my name from, my name shaken big big. Sonny Hill was an a, a announcer uh, for the 76ers. And he saw me uh, do my my patent move. My patent move was 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 really like a stutter step, which I used to call it a shake. And that that shake or stutter step move would allow me to be able to break off each way. And I I, I you know if you if you didn't stop me from going if you stopped me from going right, then I would cross over. And that's where my shake and bake crossover came. And then I used the step back just in case the big guy would try to keep me from from uh, getting to the to the to the to the rim. So that's how my move came, and that's how I became known as Shaking Bake. Well, I'm gonna interrupt you for a minute, Archie. Just for a minute, I gotta tell Coach Hatcher we had the bigger league, and uh, of course, the bigger league. All the ball players that played in Philly and even from New York came down. Mm-hmm. And Archie played on the team with Earl Monroe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about packed crowds and coming down there. It, it, it was something to behold mm-hmm. at not only Black Oak Baptist Church, but also at McGonagall Hall. But um, one of the things that became interesting in Philly that uh, we, were, we were all over the city, so everybody knew us very well. It was something, when you talk about a guard corps, we had one of the top guard corps with Hal, Archie, and myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was so proud to play with him. And, but I wanted to interrupt him because he taught me a lot about negotiations. And I think that's something uh, he can elaborate on in reference to him going to Baltimore, where he also became an all-star there. Archie, could you continue? Yes. Um, uh, Wally alluded to the Baker League. Uh, that was quite an experience. I, when I first got to Philadelphia, I didn't realize uh, the, the the magnitude of the, the the love for the game in the area of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, uh, the during the summer, they had the Baker League. And uh, when I first got there, I was wondering how all the guys was, was playing in the Baker League. And I thought possibly they, they might be getting paid. So I, I asked Sonny Hill, I said, well, you know, I'm, uh, is, is everybody getting paid? And Sonny said, no, nobody's getting paid. They just they just like to play. So anyway, I got on the team being with, with uh, Earl. Earl and I played together. And in fact, you know, the, the last year uh, before I got traded down to Baltimore in the Baker League, Earl and I, we played and won the championship. Earl said to me, Archie, he said, you you run it. He said, but let me have the ball in the last two minutes of each quarter. He said, that's the way I want to play it. <laughs> and anyway, in that particular championship game, we both in, uh, 
after we both scored 31 points and we won the championship. So anyway, uh, when I was traded down to Baltimore, uh, it looked like Earl and I was going to play uh, together. But at that particular time, you know, um, um, uh, I, I, my contract uh, was, I was told that they were going to, negotiate, renegotiate my contract. I was on the last year of my contract. So Earl and I, after that one practice that we had together, we talked to each other. And uh, I told Earl, I said, well, look, Earl, until they square away my contract, I'm not going to play. So Earl, <laughs> Earl didn't say anything to me, but the, we were supposed to play the next, the next game. And neither one of us showed up. And, and lo and behold, uh, Larry Fleischer, who was the head of the Players Association, he was also uh, uh, Earl's uh, agent. Yeah. And he called me. He said, Archie, what you doing? I said, well, hey, man, they, you know, they told me that they was going to negotiate my contract, and and now they're telling me that they're going to wait until to the, you know, during the season that they were going to try to take care of things. And I'm upset about that. But anyway, he said, well, don't do anything until you let me know. And before I knew it, he he, he had the bullet trade Earl to New York <laughs> and left me by myself in, in that regard. But let me just say this, you know, when I got traded to Philadelphia by the Lakers, I realized one thing, that there was, at that particular time, there was no loyalty at all. Uh, as far as the team was concerned, and I felt I felt that it was totally unfair for them to just jump up and trade somebody without telling you know anything, and 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 it was just unfair to me. So from then on, from the time that I got traded to Philadelphia, I wanted to be a free agent, and I worked all the ten years that I was I ended up playing in the NBA to try to be a free agent. And also, in order to try to be a free agent, we put together a lawsuit, which is called Oscar Robertson, oh, yeah. which I'm a plaintiff. Right. Yeah. And we ended up creating free agency where these young guys now, they are able to, to, to pretty much control their own destiny as far as where they want to play. And, and by the same token, they're, they're really making quite a bit of money. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because that was something that I really, really felt was something that was owed to us as players. Well, you know, I want anyway, to, I got traded back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, want to, I want our young uh, players, particularly, just a quick don't know that. Wally is into a little, little uh, distance strategy. He's right on. He's going to be uh, contributing in on, the, on spurts of it. We want to make sure that we get the right order. This is very important because we, we want our kids just to take a quick pause. This is where the salaries, the amenities, the things that you see on the court today with these mega, mega, mega salaries and the things they get today, uh, understand very closely, listen, this is where it actually started. And Wally, you got to come in on that just ever so quickly before we let Dodge go. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, it's still kind of rough. Uh, yeah, but, 
yeah, let's let logic go straight on through. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible, Wally. I can't hear you at all now. You got it. Go ahead. Archie, we're going to kill and let our listeners continue on. You just tell this story and tell everything that you want to lay in about everything that's on your mind and put your heart out there and also let's talk about the book on the end. That'll be the, the uh, caveat. So go back again, Archie, not to, not to take away from that rhythm that you're in. This was the start of everything that you see today on the court with free agency ship. Continue on, Archie. Yeah, okay. And and like I indicated that, uh, yes, free agency was something that, that I, I thought was, uh, as players, that we should have that particular opportunity. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when I got traded down to the Bullets, um, after my uh, initial uh, year plan for the Bullets, um, the next season, uh, we were in negotiation. I was in negotiation with the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, 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 you know, kept it on a contract. And I told them then I didn't think I needed to, to play because I thought I should be a free agent. Okay? They, a person, the owner of the village, decided to put me in court to exercise what they call the reserve clause. It was the, the reserve clause was supposed to be a clause which allowed a team to own a player to perpetuity until mm-hmm. uh, the player can't play no more. But he can't go anywhere. He has to have, have the permission of the team to do anything. And they felt that they had their rights to me uh, and that I couldn't play for anybody else. So I was uh, opposing that. And so the village uh, got a, initially got a, a temporary restraining order and kept me from playing. So we went to court, and the judge down in Baltimore not only took the temporary restraining off of me, they gave me a preliminary injunction and stopped me from playing that that year as well as the next year until I I went through what they call arbitration, and 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 hopefully. We were supposed to settle based on this so-called arbitration, but it never, it never really uh, ended up that way because um, I, I asked Larry Fleischer, who was the head of the Players Association at that time, to, to represent me because I felt that he represented all the players, uh, um, so he should represent me, and he did. He he had a, an attorney uh, out of his former law firm to represent me, and so we had a court case down in Baltimore and 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 before <laughs> before the court case came to fruition they had an arbitrator whose name was Peter Sykes he was supposed to review our my our case and make a ruling on whether I could be free agent or not. And according to Larry Fleischer Peter Sykes called him and, and told him uh, that he was getting ready to make a ruling, and that if he made that ruling, that Archie Clark would lose. And so uh, when Larry Fleischer told me that, it was really surprising to me, okay? Because as far as, as exercising the so-called reserve on me, the bullets had not given me all my compensation that they were supposed to, to be able to exercise that so-called reserve. Anyway... I asked Larry Fleischer, well, what did you say to him? 
Larry said that he told Peter Sykes, he said, look, have you talked to the bullet? And according to Peter Sykes, Peter Sykes said, no, he had not talked to the bullet. So Larry asked him, would he call the bullets and tell the bullets the same thing he was telling us? And <laughs> supposedly when he did that, the bullets called us to, to see if we could settle that situation. So we ended up uh, agreeing to a contract, which a three-year contract, which is at the end of that three-year contract, I became a free agent. <laughs> now, the, the thing the thing that really uh, upset me years later was this. That same Peter Sykes did an arbitration of Catfish Hunter and, and uh, another baseball player under the same kind of conditions that, that I had, and he made them free agents. Uh, and so I looked at that and said, wow, yeah. you know, it looked like, you know, I should have been a free agent at that particular time. Yeah. But anyway, I ended up playing with the, with the Bullets, and in my seventh year, I had a serious shoulder separation. Uh, tore the ligaments up in my shoulder, uh, and I came back too early trying to play for the Bullets, of course, because they really wanted me to to come back and play and then one of the first things that happened I, I tried to stop Paul Silas on a breakaway uh, fast break and I grabbed him and, and he took me down to the floor and I bust the bursa sack on that same on that shoulder oh, on, on my elbow so my elbow was messed up and my shoulder was messed up and so um, it really was t took away my skills and anyway, I played three years after that. Uh, my 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 contract. I still had that three year contract, right. so I played until that third year. That third year, I was traded to to Seattle. Bill Russell was the coach up there, and Bill Seattle had never made the playoffs, and they had a they had a good nucleus, and but they needed somebody who knew how to direct the offense. Right. So. Right. Bill asked me to come up there. He, him and Casey Jones got together and they traded me. And I, I went up there for that particular year. End up Seattle the first year that Seattle ever made the playoffs. Right. I, I helped take them to the playoffs. Right. So my shoulder was really messed. That was my ninth year. Now I'm a free agent, and I'm trying to decide whether I was going to play again at all. I was having pain every day, twenty-four-seven, in my shoulder, and so I, I, I was here in Detroit area, and I was debating whether I was going to play at all. I was kind of halfway keeping myself, uh, you know, in shape a little right, bit. Right. And the, the Pistons decided to trade Dave Bing. They traded Dave Bing to, to the Bullets right. for Kevin Porter. Right. So Ray Scott was the coach. Yeah, Ray yeah. Scott was the coach of the Pistons at right. that particular time. Right. And Ray said to me, Archie, Look, I was practicing with some of the Pistons guys at a little gym. He said, Archie, won't you, won't you come and play and, and back up Kevin Porter? You know, because we want to use Kevin to, to actually be like the, the point and, and, and the pace setter. And he said, you can kind of, you know, control everything and help, you know, keep the team together. So right. I decided to play that last year. And so uh, I ended up playing 10 years. And after that, you know, 
Uh, we made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We, we, also, after that was the first time Pistons ever went to the second round. We ended up going to the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, I ended up, I, I quit. Mm-hmm. I stopped playing because it was, I lost my skills, you know, and, and lost the level of play that I, I was accustomed to playing. And so it was time for me to leave. Yeah. And so that that that's the part of the basketball situation for me. Right. Um, the other part of of continuing was that after I finished playing, uh, I thought since I'd been a player rep almost every year, I think eight out of the ten years that I played, and I was also part of the Oscar Robinson suit as a right. plaintiff. Right. I asked Larry Fleischer at that time, why don't he let retired players be part of the Players Association? Mm-hmm. And he told me that uh, he couldn't do that because the bylaws would not allow that. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't sure if that was the case, but I kept on hounding him and said, hey, man, you know, why don't you, you know, let us, let us, you know, be part of the association? So he said he, he couldn't do it. So I, I, I thought... The idea came to me, well, hey, why don't I start a retired players association? Mm-hmm. So, so the idea came to me based on the fact that uh, I'd gone to um, uh, a, a, a Democratic uh, state convention. Mm-hmm. And at that state convention, I saw the, a, uh, the UAW retirees, mm-hmm. how important they were, you know, to... to uh, in the membership of, 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 of that particular union. Right. And so I said, okay, well, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I think we should start a retired players association. So I got with Dave Bing and, and, and asked Dave if he wanted to work with me on it. And he said yes. And so <laughs> we needed to get somebody who, who was really, you know, a strong, a strong labor type guy. Right. So we went and got Oscar. <laughs> and see, Oscar, Oscar had been, uh, of course, from a labor point of view, the most productive guy playing basketball during our era. Right. So we got Oscar, and so the three of us uh, decided to start a retired players association. So Larry Fleischer, actually, <laughs> went back to Larry and said, Larry, would he help us, you know, mm-hmm. start this retired players association? And Larry thought, said, well, that sounds pretty good. What we can, do, what he could do is just he could, he could ask David Stern, who was the commissioner at that time, that let us have the funds from All-Star Saturday. At that time, retired guys, we were playing a Legends game mm-hmm. uh, on the Saturday before the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And so he said he would ask David Stern about allowing us to get that money from that and that could fund our, the Retired Players Association. So then he got back to me and said, no, David Stern said he's not going to do that. Um, and I asked him, I said, well, can we get a meeting with, with David? And he said, yeah, he, he, he asked David, David gave us a meeting, me, Oscar, and David being went and met with uh, uh, David Stern. And David said, no, I'm not going to do that. He said, uh, I talked to Cruzy and, and uh, Pettit and whatever. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a, a, a Legends Foundation that's going to help retired players, you know. And from, from All-Star Saturday, we're we going to use that to go to, to the Legends Foundation. And then he said to us, 
the three of us, why don't you guys be on our board? <laughs> we, we stepped out of the meeting. Oscar, of course, was upset. Dave Bing was upset because he, they thought that was really, uh, well, yeah. it wasn't fair. I yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so um, anyway, I, I said to him, hey, no, let, let's go on the board. So we ended up going on the board of the Legends Foundation. Okay, but then Larry Fleischer died, and Charlie Grantham, he became the executive uh, director of the Players Association. So I went back to, to, to Charlie and said, Charlie, you know, uh, why don't you let us be part of the Players Association? He didn't say the same thing that Larry said. He said, Archie, you guys want to start a retired Players Association, but you guys need some white boys. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, <laughs> I said, we need some white boys. Okay. So Oscar went and got Dave Powers. Dave Bing went and got Dave DeBusher. Right. And then we got, the five of us got together, and we started the entire Players Association. It was founded in 1992. Yeah, it, that's how it happened. That's, that's, that's real history. And now that's history. That's real history. Okay. Yeah. That's how it happened. That's how it started, and it's ongoing now. It's yeah. a great organization. Yeah. We've helped a lot of players, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue to help a lot of players. It is. You uh, know the today, of course, mm -hmm. of, of course, we got the WNBA as part of the association as uh, well as the Legends. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much my history. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, um, no, listen, not only that. <laughs> What we're going to do right now, uh, fans, you know, this is so, so important for the for, for Wally's segment. And, of course, we had a we had to go a, a different route, and we had a little uh, audio difficulty. We're going to come back and do a special uh, 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 follow-up on this because you really need to hear the end of the medley of Wally and, and uh, Archie's uh, uh, story. Uh, right now, the, the premier thing we want to put out there right now, you needed to hear this. This is so important, and you also our ESPN listeners will be able to, to tie in on this, Wally. This will be part of that as well. Uh, but, Archie, this is something, he, the, the book itself, I think I can, I can push this, uh, Wally's thing. The book is really the genesis of the knowledge of, of of some of the things behind the scenes you went through in the in the league, am I correct? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a, a history of, of what I went through in terms of, of negotiations mm -hmm. and and uh, some of the, the play and and uh, some of the situations I had with with some of the, the you know the coaches and, mm -hmm. and the players mm -hmm. um, doing doing. Um, that era. Mm -hmm. The other, when it, when when we, when we started out to doing this book, we realized that in 1967 the ABA came into existence mm -hmm. and expanded until 1976, right. when um, the four teams came from the ABA over right. to the NBA. Right. All the the, the ABA NBA. 
fighting that went on for players, with agents, and all of that. Bob Custis has done the research of all of those types of situations, and we had an opportunity to talk to some of the players during that time, um, uh, and, and some of their situations, mm-hmm. and how the league, as well as the NBA, as well as the ABA, was uh, dealing with agents, mm-hmm. and the league themselves putting up money to to get some of the better players mm-hmm. uh, to come to their, their come to to their league, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, uh, it was going to be part of this, this book of mine, but because there was so much information, uh, Nebraska publishing, it would have been over a thousand pages. Oh, yeah. They said that they, they, it, it needed to be broken up, and so the first part of the book happened to be The Life and Times of Archie Clark, right. and the second part of the book, which is, will be coming out in... Uh, uh, October, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to uh, tell all the, a lot of the information and a lot of the situation with players and the agents um, and the fight between the ABA and the NBA. It's very, very interesting in its history. Okay? Yeah, it is really it. So, really, what you've given us, while uh, uh, Archie uh, and Wally, when we get off air, we'll talk a little bit more on that. You've given us the tufa. Actually, we have Archie's history and impact on uh, on the NBA and 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 the NCAA too. You're talking about a lot of things here. This history as well. So when we come with the next uh, interview, uh, Archie, if it's cool, then we'll be able to talk about the this uh, the part two. And uh, talk about okay. that a little bit, and and it'll be a straight little medley, a quick elevator, on a part two, Wally Jones with uh, the great Archie Clark, and uh, I think that would be even better, Max. Yeah. That would I think that would be even more uh, a foreseeable thing that we could do. That's that's a perfect zenith for what we're trying to do. I thank you so much, Archie, uh, because what you you and, and Oscar did for me, I. I was a little small, little six four uh, forward coming out, man, and you know from the Olympic trials, doing me and a guy named Mike Barrett, and, and we, we we did some things that was doing the integration thing, and just you cats gave me an opportunity to be drafted as a free agent, at least get in the camp and make a couple of bucks, but also it opened up my overseas career because without what I did here in the states. My overseas career and the, and the countries I played for overseas, and the impact we made on my stepson Dominique with with us, uh, Dominique Wilkin, with what we and Wally and 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 Bill Baggett and the Cats did, uh, it, it it culminated in what it is today. So hats off to you for what you did for me, Shake. So uh, you know, and I, I always look look forward to the things. Uh, not being able to get around as much now, but Wally is 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 uh, 24/7 in the uh, in the in the in the fraternity of helping and being the voice and helping the show be the voice of the legends, the people that helped make the game. So you know, hats off on behalf of, of me, my family, my loved ones, and all those 
that we've been able to help because of the uh, experience I had and the career that I was able to have. And, you know, uh, you know between that and, and what Wally and I was able to accomplish uh, over the, the, the many okay. years, I appreciate, but I really appreciate, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank, well, thanks for having me uh, on and, and enlighten you a little bit on, on my story. And I hope um, I hope it, it it helps others, you know, take a look at how the NBA was and today how it, it truly is. Okay. Oh, yeah, no question. So thanks, I know why he's gonna come back. I got I gotta say, and while if nothing else, uh, uh, with, with with the audio problem, just say something uh, as best you can. I'll just as understand what's up. Hit it out there. Why you got you got the one to say something. Thank you, Archie. Love you, brother. That's better. How would you done die? <laughs> That's much better, Wally. Take care. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a pleasure, Wally. You know that. Ain't no problem. All right, man. Yeah. That's much better, Wally. Thank, thanks for having me on, Wally. Hey, man. Love you, man. Glad you came on. We're going to get you back on, too. Oh, no question. No question. Now that you're there, Wally. Uh, let the listeners understand that this is a part two can come up very shortly. We have these yes, things come out. And I've always, uh, while you, you know, do, do what you do best, uh, take the last five elevator and talk about the impact of your relationships with, 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 with Archie. And let's go, let's go with a close on that. This is a closeout with Wally Wonder and Archie Clark. Wally, go ahead. Uh, it's always a pleasure when you play with a competitor like them, but uh, as I said before, he told me a lot about negotiating, and I uh, want to let him know that we're looking forward to having him on in the near future. We're going to be having him on Instagram. I've talked to Dr. John Carlos to put it on his website. This Saturday, we had it on a virtual Black History Month, and all the fellas in Philadelphia Send my love to you, Archie. Take care. All right. Thank you very much, Wally. Tell him I said I love them all. All right, brother. Okay. Hey, listen. Be safe. And I'll, I'll let uh, Chink know we, I mean, Ray, he, he said, stop calling me Chink, y'all guys. So we, we go on back with Rema or Ray. So uh, uh, I, I'll let everybody know we got a whole uh, of you okay, man. And. Wally, as always, man, uh, you, you, you know, you should be very, very uh, pleased with the content that our young people and some people that don't know the history of the game is because that's what we do. We're the voice of the legends of sports, and this is the Wally Wonders Show. And as always, when legends speak, every, everybody listens. Everybody listens. That's right. Everybody. All right, brother. Take care. God bless you all. Okay. <laughs>